we're back. Hey. First of the year. Yeah. Well, it's not the first of the year. <laughs> well, first first show of the year. year. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I just Good got stuff. back from camping. It was yeah. extremely cold last night. Yeah. So I hear. Yeah. I was cold, but I, I was wasn't in a camping. valley camping like three feet off a lake. Jeez, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a guide. <laughs> Wait, I'm not a what? A guide. Like a, a trail guide. guide. Oh, I thought you said yeah. I wasn't a guy. I was like, no, well, I, I mean, <laughs> I think if anything, it's going to yeah. give me some man points. Yeah. <laughs> Way, to, Way to go, Camper Dan. It's my know. annual mm-hmm. first camping trip of the year. <laughs> we still went camping, though, so that counts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Man. I'm just going to start with this because I feel like sometimes we put it towards the end. Mm-hmm. But um, we're, we're part of the Voice Press Network. Voice Press yeah. Network. Voicepress.com. Mm-hmm. Check out us and other cool, finely curated, yes. independently produced podcasts. The finest. There's some awesome ones there. We're not mm-hmm. even going to name them. We're going to make you go check. Yeah, Do a little research. Should. Yeah. Check uh, them out. Other than, look what I did. Yeah, well, there are, there. hopefully they yeah. found that one. Yeah. Yeah. Find that one. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited about this year. It's going to be a good one. I've been uh, thinking about a lot of different things, you know, and the off time that I haven't had. But, uh, yeah, we've got a lot of good things lined up. The five days I've spent in this year have mm-hmm. been fantastic. It's been good. Yeah. It's been really good. Uh, let's thank some of the fine Ooh. people that make this show possible. Mm-hmm. They make this finely curated Yes. Podcast possible. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Here we go. Thank you, Cindy, Jeremy, Catherine, Jennifer, Brian, Kaylee, Travis, Tyler, Lindsay, Jesse, Sean, Holly Hill, Allison, and Brian. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. And if you've been on the fence all last year, mm-hmm. it's a new year. It's a time it's to a jump. It's a new you. Mm-hmm. Leap. You're looking at your finances. You're figuring out what you're going to support this year. Here's a dollar. What you're going to invest your money into. Mm-hmm. Why not invest your money into getting to know some awesome creators right. in and around the area mm-hmm. and the country? For as little as a dollar. Right? And then you or can five. have your... I mean, yeah, you hit that $5. It only <laughs> takes $5 to get your name listed at Ooh. the beginning of the show. Everybody yeah. gets listed on the website. They do. But... Five bucks gets your name yeah. on air. A personal shout out, like so twice to speak. a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're a yeah. celebrity. You're a radio yeah. celebrity, and we can uh, we can read your first name, first and last, or a pseudonym. <laughs> your choice. Right? Yeah, you company pay the money, name. right? Yeah, pay five Ooh. bucks and have your company name there. Yes, I don't care. Yeah, I don't. E- I I don't either. Yeah, let's do it for that. You know what? You throw us some money and we'll figure <laughs> out something. <laughs> yeah, need a personal. But Something? Yep, we'll be there. Seriously, in <laughs> because we don't have advertising for the show, right? Um, and like you know, it, every little bit counts, and your support mm-hmm. and the support of these people that we that we list as patrons oh, yeah. is invaluable. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can do that by going to patreon.com forward slash look what I did, and there is some cool mm-hmm. um, behind the scenes stuff. Aaron and I will a lot of times kind of talk about what we're doing, just mm-hmm. like us right and then um future plans for the show or things we're Mm -hmm. working on and you know it's a new year there's a lot of things that are starting to already kind of come together Mm -hmm. a little bit yeah and other stuff that we have no idea what to expect exactly lots of unedited episodes on there unabridged yeah episodes uh probably this one yeah this one uh i had to cut a lot yeah evan evan's a great guy he's hilarious yeah, you two. It, like man. I felt, I have never felt so cut out of a conversation in some cases. Like, <laughs> welcome um, <laughs> to my world. <laughs> um, oh, he's he. You uh, guys like yeah. should just be buddies. <laughs> like, I would take I would take an Evan Aaron podcast of just mm. like 
like I don't know what it would be yeah. pop culture review or something I don't know I just you guys talking would be totally yeah. worth it ridiculous yeah um, yeah it was it was a good time he's a he's a super nice guy uh, he's one of those people that after this was over very humble thanked us for the show also not just because he was on it but because he listens to yeah. it. yeah and I so. owe him a cayenne pepper carrot cake ooh yeah. I don't wow. know if that's in the show, but I do know I Daniel definitely said it him to him. One. Yes. Yeah. Um, I want a piece of that too, but we'll see. Piece of Daniel? No. Because <laughs> no. I'm right here in my pajamas. <laughs> you said you put on pants, by the way. I know. Sure I couldn't fact, find those them. Those are shorts. I kind of overshot. <laughs> Four times I've seen you in shorts in my life ever. Probably three, um, actually. You know, so, there are worse things. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So Evan and I were put in contact um by travis mm-hmm. who does the beats by travis podcast which is on voice press mm-hmm. and uh evan's just a big fan of kind of the podcast world in general yeah and he and i met and talked about some some things that hopefully will kind of gain traction this year and uh, he's just a super interesting cool guy who uh owns a few businesses in the area mm-hmm. and um, got in on the brewing thing very early on. Yes, and so this did. conversation is kind of around that. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just, it's a super fun conversation with a yeah. really interesting guy, mm-hmm. super humble. And, but yes. also like just a nonstop go getter. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we name four businesses. He is a part mm-hmm. owner of, you know, and it's yeah. like how much you're working just around the clock mm-hmm. to keep all that stuff spinning, but just, you'll never meet a person who's, like in better spirits, you know, yes. and just like, mm-hmm. like, like a low key, but upbeat energy. I don't yeah. know how to. Well, he wasn't, he didn't and doesn't seem worn out from owning so many businesses. You no, know, I, th- I feel like his yeah. work life is like, really He's very calm, like, good. you know, yeah. chill guy who mm-hmm. also has this like positive energy to him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. So it, we actually did this interview. I don't even know. We kind of like put it in the schedule sometime last year, but because mm-hmm. there wasn't a date necessary, you know, to hit anything. Yeah. Um, it was just kind of a thing that sat in the, we have, there's a couple things that sometimes will sit for a little while before they yeah. come out. So there's probably outdated references in this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just the nature of the business. Like, yeah. I, I can't even remember when we did this. It feels like August or something, <laughs> but, uh, so. yeah. So this is mm-hmm. a great, great episode, a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot and, and it covers a, like a, <laughs> A crazy amount yes. of stuff. Um, and to be honest, I haven't totally finished editing it yet. So I'm not 100% sure what all it will and won't cover, but well, it covers a yeah. lot of ground. Um, <laughs> You're listening to this. It's been done and we're happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever Daniel did, it worked out okay. Yeah. Um, thumbs up ahead of time. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. Happy New Year to everybody. Happy Thanks for being along for the ride mm-hmm. last year. It was unbelievable. I can't, yes. I was blown away. Um, yeah. We hit literally probably. Literally, probably. I think we hit every metric I had kind of charted at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. Um, I have some pretty ambitious goals. And one of those things is that I would like to get the episodes to, I mean, ideally, I, can't, I don't even want to say no, it. No, how about two more states? Well, I'd like to get two more states. <laughs> I would like to hit the 10,000 people download per episode. Oh, heck yeah. I don't know how to do that, but I know the first mm-hmm. step is you've got to share the show. Yes. That's the most important thing. If mm-hmm. you do that, you get us on our way, right? Yes. Um, like the numbers, just insane growth last year, but I would love to hit the 10,000 per episode oh, mark. Oh, would be amazing. Um, yes. And that's that's my goal. I'm still figuring out how to chart that. 
t- ah. that journey. Yeah. Um, but it starts with you. Yes. And it so does. if you will tell a person today that you think would be interested in creativity, the mm-hmm. creative process, the topic this week, you know, this one's brewing, but there's silversmithing and blacksmithing and mm-hmm. um, art, uh, mm-hmm. screenwriting. There's there's a little bit of something for everybody. And, it, and if you enjoy creativity or you, you like to think about creative things, then I, there's something here for you, I mm-hmm. think, you know, and sometimes just the human story alone, right? Yeah, so that's very true. Share it. Um, it means the world to us if you do that mm-hmm. and that honestly without that i don't think we'll make that goal no so a little bit of pressure on you guys but i know mm-hmm. that you guys are there for us and support us every step of the way and yep. i appreciate it and um yeah we'll keep you posted on how it's going yeah just gotta tell a friend tell a stranger right absolutely all right enjoy beard noises so, guys. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hey. We should start with <laughs> an hour later. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. All right. We're pretty much on time now. It's 7.40. There we go. And we're here. Yeah. And we're here. All right. We're Hi. good. Hello. Anybody need another beer? So, no. <laughs> let's start with who Clearly you not. are. Oh, God. And what you do. Uh-oh. Um, my name is Evan McDonald. I'm the co-owner of... The Smoke and Barrel, the Apple Blossom Brewing Company, Emma Avenue Bar and Tap, and Prairie Street Bar and Tap. I like and how you had the to take Favoriteville them. brand as well. Like the yeah, favorite, yeah. favorite Sweet. Fayetteville is my favorite building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. That's cool. Thank you. He had to take a breath before he listed all the things. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like I only have to do just that if I'm listing action figures. I had I, <laughs> I ran here. That's why I'm <laughs> oh, well, significantly winded. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not so I that feel long like I lugged the recording of, equipment up and down yeah. the stairs. I'm like, I should really go things. to the gym yeah, yeah, yeah. and joke about. <laughs> I did a, I did a few rounds of burpees before we got started. <laughs> just how I start my this day. How I get going, fellas. You, what um, is a burpee? Based <laughs> on the fine beverages you brought us, so your burpees are yeah. different than the ones I've seen. Mine had a fruity note. You call them burpees, do you? It's cute. Yeah. It's good. Cool. So it, you're in the bar business. <laughs> yeah, for a long time. Awesome. Yeah. But also, but brewing, right? Yes. Yeah. The Apple Blossom Brewing Company has been brewing for the last six years um, in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Yeah, it's been quite the adventure. Um, we uh, were certainly, um, it, it would be generous to say, wide-eyed when we got into mm-hmm. the industry. Um, and it was, you know, still kind of a fledgling industry in Arkansas. And so uh, we were just very privileged to be among such a cool kind of wild west time in in an Arkansas industry that's now like half a billion dollars a year. Wow. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of breweries now. But like, I remember Apple Blossom being one of the earlier breweries it sure. seemed like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it was kind a real of, dice roll on the north side of town too, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I was th- I went there the other day. I took some friends some friends were from out of town and uh Man, I'm shilling this burger, but I had a burger there, and it was so <laughs> so good. I, it, uh-huh. Like I can't describe it. Yeah. So there not just bur- with the show he's talked about. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, yeah. But okay, like good, good. A Monday night they're, out yeah, in the yeah, garage, all the time. talking about it. So they're on Dixon yeah. Street after a game, and they're like, "We should get dinner somewhere." And I was like, well, "I'm picking you up, and I'm driving you to the other side of town, and we're gonna have this mm-hmm. burger." That's awesome. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, it's a very good burger. But yeah, I was thinking about. it. I was like, it wasn't even a traditional spot. Yeah. to put a restaurant necessarily Mm-mm. like it's kind of a little bit off the beaten path yeah and so i think like it's become a destination place to go to i really was thinking about that it's like people yeah. come here because they want to come here not because you like drove by and just saw it like yep, you've right. heard about it or you know about it or you've eaten there and so 
you're coming back to it. And, and it had been a little while since I'd eaten like the, the last time I'd eaten there up until like I met you up there that yeah. one day, but the, I'm always looking for good food and <laughs> yeah. I guess maybe I, I don't like, I don't know, but the menu is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I also didn't know you guys make all the bread for. Absolutely. Yeah. All the, all the breads and desserts in house. Um, we're also cutting all the French fries every day and that kind of thing. But yeah, we do, um, all the breads and desserts in house. And then, uh, we have a couple of different clients in town, like the Arsegas. That's so good. Cool. No <laughs> I like how joke. you guys just look yeah. at yeah. other restaurant people yeah. and you're like, anything you can do, we can do better. <laughs> yeah. Just like, here's some bread. All in house. Yeah. It, do you it, bake at that location? Absolutely. They are crammed back there with our kitchen. Wow. It is, uh, yeah, it's, you know, the, the kitchen there is running, you know, close to 20 hours a day. That just is so going. crazy. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's been a real privilege. We've had some amazing folks, um, in that kitchen and, and currently just one of the best bakers, um, I've ever known, let alone worked with, um, a woman named Katie Eastlack, who's really just an, uh, yeah, every definition of a baller, a real good pro. It's super cool. So That's which awesome. one, which one of these came first? Is it apple blossom or was it smoking barrel? Smoking barrel. Um, smoke it'll be 11 first. years this December okay. for smoking barrel. I was like... Because I feel like Apple Blossom has been around for a long time. Yeah. Nobody would give us long hairs, the money, until we had the barrel open. <laughs> <Until> for <laughs> <a few years. laughs> so yeah. the barrel's yeah. been 11. Yeah, yeah. that sounds. Dang. Actually, I would have thought Smoking Barrel had been open longer than that. Because it seems like it was open. That's the idea. I went the there for my 34th born. birthday, and that was 10 years ago, yeah. 9 yeah. years ago. December 08. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when that one, I just remember thinking that was a cool spot and a cool yeah. bar. Like the decor yep. was cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. good shows. Yep. Yeah, that's been a that's been such a challenge, especially since we um, bought those parking spots out front and, and put the patio out. You know, yeah. this is well over half of our existence now. But it it really changed the dynamic because it's tough to ask somebody to pay a cover if they just want to sit on your patio all night and drink beer with their friends. You right. know, I I would like them very much to sit on the patio all night and drink beer with their friends, but right. like if they don't care about what's going on inside, it's tough to ask them to pay for it. Yep. Yeah. And you know, we've always, always given the money to the musicians. Right. And, you know, if, if that's the idea, like you're, you're getting everything we make at the door or, you know, DJ nights and stuff, we'll do percentages and things right. like that. But we've, you know, I thankfully have, um, our, our mutual friend, Travis Smith, had, yeah. you know, his, his hand is at the helm at this point, as far as the booking at smoke and barrel. And I've, I've never been more grateful. Um, those first years were really seat of our pants. Um, and I had thankfully, you know, still a very thriving, um, house show scene in Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. And so Neil Lord, um, and Brian Kupilis and, and, and some of the people that were running, you know, the really in, impressive house shows in Fayetteville, formidable house shows, um, we're able to send bands our way. So like um, the best example would be Dikaju, um, which is this crazy instrumental psychobilly band that like sets the instruments on fire. Don't tell the insurance company. And like, <laughs> you know, just, and, and, it, oh, and, and that's built that and it's a, yeah. and it's an absolute, um, you know, it's a staple now. Yeah. Like, and, and before they were playing a Tuesday cause they were just coming through and that was a decade ago. Right. Thanks to these house shows, you know, uh, the, the story I like to tell is from what I heard, my perspective, I've heard that it was, um, not as dramatic, but that's doesn't, it's not good storytelling. Um, at, they played a house show 
And then the next night they were going to play the smoke and barrel. And at the house show, a, uh, one of the cymbals fell over and chopped a girl's toe off. And, and I heard that the next day, like, you know, that Dekaji show got kind of wild last night. This girl got her, cho- her toe chopped off by this, this symbol. And then the night at Smoke and Barrel, in walks the girl with her, like, foot in the boot, like, completely bandaged and stuff. And, like, we're, we're freaking out. Like, she's going to have the toe in the jar or something like that. But, like, it's on a it, necklace. It ended yeah. up, like, cutting the skin and, like, messing it up oh. a little bit. But, but, like, enough that she had to, uh, you know, walk around in the boot and whatnot. Wow. But, like, you know, just dang. The, the, that was a that was a real wild time early on, um, and it's strange now to be one of the only music venues in Fayetteville. Yeah, there's yeah. so few. I mean, you, you and know. George is almost because I think we're let's see, eleven years ago. So yeah, Smoke and Barrel kind of pops up in this moment where Chester's had not too long before that gone out. Right, Clunk, which you just have to give that guy credit for, kind of being the mainstay yeah. of the music scene for so mm-hmm. long, especially yeah. the all ages kind of like punk alternative indie scene. Absolutely. And Smoke and Barrel kind of comes around as I guess we're in our mid twenties and looking for a place. Yeah. To it's an go, it's in Fayetteville's right? post clunk period. Yeah, the, it really the, is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, the PCP it as we like call the, it. <laughs> <laughs> Did we just name that now? Or <laughs> yeah. oh no, I've been using it for years. Oh okay. Yeah. PCP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I like yeah. it. I've never heard that before. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. I really want to have him on the show one day. Like that would be such an interesting conversation. Luck. Yeah. I'll say that right now. I I (laughs) asked him and he was kind of like, Oh, there's more interesting people than me. And I was like, "Mm, not really, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I would love it. Yeah. He's a super, super, he just got a lot of stories. I don't know how much you know about him, but he's a super fascinating guy. Yeah. I've done a lot of stuff, but yeah, no, he's a legend. um, Yeah. And I think really has it anyway, that's probably a different thing. I feel like I'm just like, but, do it now. Don't do it when he's here. You'll you'll scare. He'll, he, he'll spook he, like a he'll spook he, like a herd of whitetail. Like he's gone. He shaped the music scene absolutely. Taste mm-hmm. in Northwest Arkansas for a long time. Absolutely. To come, I think. Yeah. So I think we're probably just now starting to see that taper off a little bit. But and and it's a, a real big question mark on on what can be done. Yeah. You know, there's in certainly. Um, thankfully, there's some really interesting local music still being made. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're trying our best to, to get it on the stage. And, uh, to your and, point, and, I think and Travis, the touring as much. Travis is doing a good job Travis of trying to fill that, job. you know, oh, step no. into that space. Like, Oh, I mean, Travis is doing something that no one could have ever dreamed of. Like he yeah. has the command of a significant amount of stages and can really die. And, and the knowledge and ability to really dial it in. Yeah. You know, that's what's really unlike anything we've ever seen before. Like these, these grassroots things that we all kind of came up in scene-wise um, are, are gone, it right. seems. And I don't know if they're going to come back um, because I think a lot of youth cultures changed in general and, uh, and you know, the, the partying culture has changed as well. Like you're seeing a, an interesting, sometimes horrifying... Um, change down on Dixon street. That means like these kids are sometimes just partying at home right. and not coming out at all. Or like, and, and these are kids significantly younger than us. This right. is a whole generation of people who would rather just, and of course, like we've gone through a recession. They were raised during this recession. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, of course they're going to be like very frugal about their partying, be it something that they can obtain legally or illegally, you know? And so that's been a challenge more than ever on Dixon street as well. Yeah. But I think, like backspace, right? There are still places where house shows are happening yeah. or, or, you know, these kind of underground shows. Absolutely. And I think, 
I hate to say this. I think we aged out of knowing where it's happening at in some cases. Oh, you no, know, I mean, like, you know, La La Land was forced to close, which mm-hmm. was a real shame. Um, and uh, there was a show at uh, Rotsy, um this last weekend that uh, that I was unable to make it out to. So it looks like... Oh, by the 112... Yeah, driving. yeah, the okay. old, yeah, the I old didn't know they did over there. there. I don't. I didn't even know that that building had power. Um, you know, I don't. <laughs> I didn't know um, if it was still the restaurant on the corner. I don't think it is, um, but I, I don't yeah, know. I thought they closed a while well, ago, maybe. But yeah, there was something out there this weekend. So it looks like it's 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 trying, you right? Know? And mm-hmm. and and backspace. Uh, you know, I, I legitimately every time it's brought up in any sort of um, negative light. Not that you did, but um, I always like to say that one of my absolute favorite shows I've ever seen in Fayetteville, like top 10, was absolutely in Backspace. Oh, like, really? And, yeah, yeah. And, and thankfully the people running sound mm-hmm. knew how to run yeah. sound because it's all Well, I've done. only heard it's good stuff DIY. about Backspace. I just yep, feel like know? I didn't know about it until Heather said something about it. I was like, am I the guy now that doesn't know? Like, you know, yes. just like it's, yes. <laughs> I've been to two yes. shows there. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't yeah. been to any shows there. It's all right, you know, and, and but, but Backspace has that... Um, that appeal of your youth that like, if need be four or five of us could push this building down. If it, you know, like it <laughs> seems you could hang on the rafters. No, and just you pull cannot the hold. And like, that's a rule there. Right. Like it Run says it up you, on the wall. You could pull oh, the no, whole thing absolutely. down. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't yeah. no. Don't. Start a band called <laughs> Samson not. and just no. stand yeah. pillar. <laughs> no, yeah. not where is backspace in the Kwanzaa huts? Yes, yeah. it is. Man, that I hope that little collection of buildings just lives forever somehow yeah. i mean may apple's it's, doing great i think I, that that's an anchor mm-hmm. backspace or, might actually be in it's really in close to where, where you used to where you used to space right yeah you, we actually it's i was in really a band close. that had one of those as a studio back oh when sure it, like, yeah lots of people did. Mm-hmm. uh yeah static the good UK. fear had it there for a while well too. well I before think, that oh like, wow yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like late 90s was the, oh wow pumpkin head yeah 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 like that era that's awesome yeah so before the bike shop that was there too way before that there was actually a music shop at the end where like whatever the thing facing center street is now Uh um that was a music shop like cool just Mm -hmm. this like super tiny i bought the most amazing bass amp there for pretty cheap and it was just this guy like music equipment store yeah Yeah. oh whoa Yeah, I was, was just, assuming just like record shop. No, like mm-hmm. amps, guitars, whatever. Do you remember what yeah. it was called? Nope. Okay. I have no idea. <laughs> Call in. Uh, we're in live get... now. If we're, they, the, phones, <laughs> yeah. the phones are ringing, so let's go ahead and start <laughs> oh, patching You know what? In. No matter if I remember the name <laughs> or not, we're not driving any business there anymore. Yeah. Because it's well, if you go there, you can there. get a haircut. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know. Oh, it's a hair place. Six, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Apple's been there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. I like that. That's, that's. One of the things that I enjoy, Travis's podcast as well, give a shout out to that one too, because yeah. um, I like hearing those old Fayetteville stories. Yeah. Because um, cool I got stuff. here in 05, and a lot had happened before I got That's here. That's true. You know, like the Civil War and such. <laughs> that, is, that, that I wasn't, that I wasn't you just taught about. You barely beat it. That yeah. no, one was, no one's taught about that. I, I certainly wasn't not being from here, but very few people who were raised here know about that. It's it's frustrating to me. Hmm. Somebody doesn't follow my Instagram account. <laughs> there it I, is. I oh posted, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> did you see this? No. I posted a photo of me as, I was a Civil War reenactor at one point. <laughs> he looks so happy in the picture. Uh-oh. Now hang on. <laughs> Which side? Union. Okay. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. <clears throat> well. Yep. All right. <laughs> well then. That's what he says. He yeah. was a des- deserter. Yeah. <laughs> I, used to, I used to do. Um, I'm kidding. Ron- I just don't like losing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Clearly not. Who does? Um, no. I used to do rendezvous reenactments. You ever seen these before? Uh-uh. Huh. So it's like it's it's to to kind of 
reimagine when the uh, when the fur trappers would come down like once a oh. year. And so it's essentially like a buckskin party. And like <laughs> oh, which dude, sounds like something no, different. It sounds amazing. Like Were I was, you French? Like I was I was then. I was, <laughs> well, buddy. That weekend I yeah, was. In the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, and like and they'd get like you had to like park away and like bring all your stuff. Everything past the fence gate was like, you know, eighteen hundred you know, like like sixteen hundreds or whatever. Like they were <laughs> counting awesome. the, the, like uh, some apparently some of the more uh, stringent groups would like count the um the stitches in your pants and stuff to make what? sure like a machine did that. You gotta take those pants. Oh off. my god. Oh, I, oh you know what? I'm just realizing it was excused for them to take off their pants. They're there were serious. As an adult, you look back and you're like, "Of course, these things are." There I was a, a, yeah. a wet behind the ears young wow. lad, man, pantsless, pants patrol. <laughs> <clears throat> Those dungarees clearly were made in this episode. That says Lee on the back. <laughs> Only a Patreon episode. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh no, it's, it's good. You told me not to there, cuss. There were serious. You didn't. Cuss. I know, I know, uh, but like, it's got to be something. There were <laughs> serious conversations about like eyeglasses not being period and people oh, like yeah, getting arguments around like, well, I can't afford it, you know, absolutely. whatever. Like, oh, so yeah, um, yeah, a dear friend of mine, Ian Beard, um, yeah. who owns Stuff. I've known Ian Beard. For, oh my God, what a sweet. We, the, I didn't hey, know he owned Aaron, the thing. You but. can you can take a break. We're going to talk about Ian Beard <laughs> for the next like half Ian hour. Ian Beard was my Ian delightful Beard. nerd uh, Obi Wan Kenobi in school. Like oh for real, he was like a year ahead of me, I think. And yeah, he was like. The first time I ever played the X-Wing game on PC uh-huh. was at his house. Dang like, right it was. He was always so kind. Because, you know, like you're the nerdy, out of place, junior high kid, yeah, high school yeah. kid, whatever. And yeah, Ian yeah. was always there. Like, Yeah, just yeah, yeah. He's a booster, man. He's, he's a cool. really cool dude. He was a park ranger for a while. Uh, maybe. I think, yeah, maybe. I think he ended up being a park ranger yeah, for a yeah. while. Um, he owns what? He owns Stone's Throw Brewing in Little Rock. Um, one uh-huh. of the... I mean, absolutely hmm. most beloved um, in Little Rock. Um, but yeah, I think they start, I mean, they, I believe they started it with a Kickstarter campaign, like oh, wow. real grassroots. Absolutely. They have two locations now. That's awesome. Um, oh no, he's doing great. He's an amazing dude. I, um, I knew him at Hendrix. Okay. Uh, we were there together. Um, it's actually kind of weird at this, in the four years I was there, I was there with three other owners of Arkansas breweries. It, it all just kind of, we all just kind of blam wow. right there. And then like the rest <laughs> yeah. of the all kind of scattered. You're the only people who like, like the college binge drinking actually paid off. <laughs> you know what? Hey, hey fellas, hang on a second. Hang on. I got an idea. Hang on. Yeah. What if we charged for this? <laughs> <I do. laughs> what if we yeah. charge our friends? Yeah. And you went with it. Oh, yeah. I mean that, uh, yeah. You know the only group of guys who are like, hey man, we should open a bar. And we actually did all talk like did that it. too. Like, I don't know when I stopped. We're like, we all, hey. Okay. Hey man. I'm a theater man. Wow, you're really drunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought about this oh, earlier that's a today. Back to a joke they haven't heard. I'm throwing this oh. out there. I have a beer flavor that I want made. Uh huh. It's pumpkin spice latte, ginger cilantro beer. I'm listening. We have a ginger. We make but a ginger we make cilantro. Beer. We could like. I uh, might come out of retirement for that. We could uh, do Don't. like a firkin or some <laughs> sort of infusion. Oh, come out of retirement. No, bud. No, bud. You're I'll, doing pretty good. Yeah, we can cook it down into something. You could poach something in it or like like brine something. In I'm it. just saying. Mouth rinse. That, that <laughs> was, oh I think you can wave it under your nose. I like cilantro, and I think a ginger cilantro beer. No, it would remind me like, of my Thai like roots. Poach, Poach some fish in that, man. Poach, poach some white fish in that. It'd be fantastic. See, soak, soak a pork loin in it. Yeah. Perfect. It'll cook out. I mean, like, I don't, I mean, I don't, will that, I mean, like. Yeah. All right. All good. Okay. Anyway, that, that, okay, sure. let's go back to Hendrix and a Uh-oh. joke yeah. I didn't get. Yeah. About what? 
the, you made a callback to a joke. Yeah, the, 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 whale, the whale joke, joke that I told before. Oh, it seems like this podcast started. That's, that's how much I wasn't paying yeah, attention yeah, yeah. to what was going um, on. Um, I'll tell a clean version at the end. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow, Gary. Um, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow, Gary. Gary. <laughs> I like your voice. Works I get it so better much. now. <laughs> so much. Yeah. We're doing. We're doing a whole. We're doing a whole voice podcast from this. Like. Yeah, this is I'm it. down. We're well, doing. I'm out. I'll just show up. One. No, I'm not going like, to run. Yeah, anything, it's going to be like definitely. Muppets. Like we're going to have like sure. we're going to have like a character. Yeah. Like it's it's really. Oh, you good. guys are doing a podcast now. Yeah, yeah. Just well, let's, now just, it's your turn. Go let's take, take this one <laughs> over. Talking about Ian now. So now Evan, yes, yes. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I want to go back to Ian when I was part of the conversation. I want my voice to sound guy like this. That's actually, uh, it's one of my favorite things. Um, it's the whole reason I want to be a DM in, in, in Dungeons and Dragons. Because, I'm back in the conversation. Right, he's in. back out. He's locked in. All right. Um, I can do voices. I feel like this is. I want to do all of them. Like, <laughs> that's the, the thing. I don't want to do one character voice. Mm-hmm. I want to do a thousand character voices. Right. Like, that's why I want to DM. Well, when you were telling the other joke, like Uh-oh. the dirtiest limerick joke, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, ooh, this is good. This is how storytelling's done. <laughs> Have you ever watched the IT crowd? I haven't. So there's this this show, I'm these familiar. guys, yeah, these yeah, yeah. IT guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're playing a game that's similar to Dungeons and Dragons, but they uh-huh. can't call it that. Of course they can. And yeah. so Tunnels and this, Trolls. This, What's it called? I, Tunnels and Trolls. Tunnels and Trolls. Is that what it is? <laughs> that's an, no, but that's an actual game system, okay. I think, oh, okay. out of oh, okay. Rock. okay. But they, uh, he does all the different voices in in the as the DM mm-hmm. in the game, and everyone just... In this episode, you can see them, they're just mesmerized. <laughs> One guy's like crying. Yeah, awesome. You know, it's all these manly men are playing. Yeah, yeah of course. But it's doing the voices. I, yeah, yeah, it was the, good. Yeah, I, it was, at some point, yeah, I, I want to start, like I've got a and d podcast in mind, but like I, I want also just, I just want people to start playing it more because, you know, there's, there's another recession coming and nothing's cheaper than Dungeons and Dragons because like you spend about, I don't know, I mean, if you want to legit spend money because it's all on the internet, but if you, <laughs> you know, if you want to legit spend money, you're going to spend about 30 bucks and then the rest is all in your mind and with your friends and yeah. like nothing's cheaper than that in the whole, like 30 bucks for, I don't know, you can make those books last years, you know? Mm. And so like, that's the most valuable thing because like, and you know, you, you can just sit around, you can play it however you want, you can introduce whomever you want to it because they're going to be able to find something in it to be able you know like you can tell somebody like you get to like huck a bunch of spells around and set goblins on fire and you know like it's mm-hmm. it's appealing to it's appealing to everybody and um and then just the the promise of of funny voice work is just the the icing on the cake i say sells the story it, yeah absolutely mm-hmm. it's yeah theater of the mind ooh yeah <laughs> and it teaches a lot of useful skills it's my plug for D&D. Problem solving. Like math. Ooh. Storytelling. Well, no, I'm in it, Conflict math then. Conflict resolution is a huge one. There you go. That'd be no, a good uh, one. Yeah, recently my... Resource management. Um, oh, very nice. <laughs> Conflict uh, management. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> recently, um, you can give, uh, when you're a DM, you can give a thing called a point of inspiration. And mm-hmm. th- like that sounds super like magic and fantastic. It just right. means like I can re-roll a dice. So there's a mechanic. There's, you know, there's a, the die keeps you honest in the game like you can be you can be like i hit the dragon with my sword real hard but like if you roll the die and it doesn't come up you don't get to hit the dragon with your sword real hard that's just that's how life is because sometimes you roll the dice and you don't get to do the fun thing that you want to do true you can get a point of inspiration which means like i want to roll these dice one more time because um and we haven't been doing the family campaign long but he um talked his way out of the the goblin den instead of like he never drew a sword never like they never got into conflict they like he talked it out with the mm-hmm. the head goblin played by me and like and and he legit like 
resolved the conflict without like he's a seven-year-old boy and he didn't he has a bow and arrow in this game like he didn't pull it out immediately just you know start a melee and like it was super impressive to see that you know because there's the equivalent of that happening on the playground every day you know mm -hmm. yeah and there you go. That's that fuels cool. the imagination. Right. Yes. It's amazing how many creative people actually have some kind of history with D and D or sure. something along those yeah. lines. Like, mm -hmm. it, I mean, I think that's why it's so big in Hollywood. Like, you hear, you know, Joe Manganiello has mm -hmm. been playing D and D since he was eight years old. Oh like, yeah, wrote his own world. Vin Diesel's got a tattoo for his. Yeah. Right. And what? Yeah. yeah. Oh, did no, you not know that? Steven right Colbert. under the triple X one, or yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Vin hmm. Diesel's been playing since he was a kid, like, and the same character yeah, since yeah, yeah, yeah. he was. Yeah. No well, that's, that's some plot padding. That's some D and D. That's some character padding. <laughs> that he hadn't yeah. died. Yeah. He fell on a fence and got gored. So and, oh, I don't know. He's like, get up, get up. I had a character I played for years that. I didn't know how to play when I started playing. And so the DM would like give you overpowered stuff kind of to compensate for the fact that you can't think. Yeah. And so I got the staff of the Magi like early on. You know what that means? It was super powerful. I don't know. what. Oh, I mean, I, I have it can cast like it's a staff of a, Magi. a lot of yeah, high powered yeah, yeah. spells yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, over yeah. and over and over yeah, yeah, and yeah. you can recharge it and yeah, it can yeah. absorb magic cast at you. Yeah, so yeah. you never get hurt. The Tesla makes it. And so this character, <laughs> I managed to play it up to like 14th level. Sent one into space. And then quit playing and met back up with the guys like a decade later. We started playing. <laughs> Hello, and, fellow. And I was like, I still have my Lance's character one day. And somebody looks across the table and he's like, well, actually, we made him the villain of a campaign Damn. a few years ago. We yes. killed him. They're like, we didn't know how to break it to you. but It felt an very cheated, but decision. it was awesome. What yeah. an amazing mm -hmm. decision. They should have had you come back to do like just like a uh, what's that like a, a soundboard of just like no I'll get you no just little I'll get yeah, you no, yeah little, little hot keys of sound <laughs> what was his name Lancis Lancis Revenge Lancis the half elf there you go there you go get out of redo he was a Lancis a, return a fighter the a fighter of thief mage <laughs> triple class well, second edition doesn't count anymore. I'll take your word for no, it. it doesn't. I, no, Lancis is gone. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no. Lancis gone away. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. Okay. So back to <laughs> we. This is the most meandering. I'm sorry. Like, no, 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 no. There's no. Not. Is there a dry this erase is, board behind no, me with something on it? Can I, I'm looking at this yeah, mirror. I'm like, okay. I'm looking at a sand dial. It's like next we're talking about Ian Beard? Question mark. <laughs> Let him rant about D and D. Exclamation check. point. Dirty joke. Check. Yeah. Dirty Two things. dirty jokes. Check. check. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> but when you and I talked the other day, like you're yeah. you're really into podcasts yeah. and like and you talked about making a D, &D show and yeah. you did the reporting thing in college well yeah yeah i want to yeah yeah i didn't uh, yeah i'll be I'll, i'm pitching it right now i'm pitching it live the idea um is i used to interview uh a student a staff member and a faculty member at hendrix and learned some really um eye-opening things um because of all of it. each one had some really unexpected things in there. Um, like we found out that the oldest member of the cafeteria staff couldn't read. Um, and, and that I believe was changed by the end of the year. And we found out, Not I sure. found out that one of the women that cleaned the dorm I lived in very, very firmly believed that we were all going to absolutely not go to heaven and believed it in her heart. And, and it was, and, and still did her job and was a sweet woman. And it was just weird to find these things. And it wasn't like, 
like gotcha kind of thing. Like I, I, I just plagiarized the, the James Lipton questions, you know, <laughs> but then added things in there. Like what was the first album you bought with your own money? What's the first concert you ever went to? What's the food you make when you're sad? And like just things that I want to know about somebody that like, wow. And, and then you ask them of these particular people and it's not about like, you know, I want to do, um, a citizen of Fayetteville, a staff member of the city, and then someone from the university that can be a student or a professor. And just to find out those little details, because it seems um, like um, humanizing each other seems like a valuable resource right now. 100%. Um, totally. And I want to call it Favoriteville, um, because hmm. that's, our, that's our brand, and that's also that brand comes from how my son um, used to say Fayetteville when he was learning how to talk. It's at it favorite, Bill. That's good. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, that's that's my podcast pitch. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. You can get the checkbook out now. <laughs> Wait, is this right, Shark Tank? Am I in the um, tank right now? You already said three questions. So I was like, I hope you way better don't mind get paid again, getting paid in exposure. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, people die from exposure, like on Everest and stuff. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, a lot. So, in I've fact, heard. there were a bunch of people just recently. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see that line, that photo of the yeah. line waiting to go to the peak and yeah. people were dying because they were waiting in line to go to the peak? Yep. Yeah, bud. Like, that's crazy. I, I watched a video that they had recorded and there's a guy, the Sherpas had to leave him. His eyes are starting to bulge out of his head yeah. and he's just like, he's dead, yeah. but he's still breathing. Yeah. And they just said, we've just got to let him go. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's a matter of minutes. So yeah. Watch the Everest movie on H, I think it was called Everest. And that, that's a hard movie. The like, yeah. Six guys or nine guys that died, yeah. like all in the same climb, and it was whew, that's a tough movie yep. to watch. Yeah. It's, no. I mean, when people there was someone I uh worked with and they said something, it's like, oh, big deal, you went up to this. I was like, you don't realize how hard this is, even at yeah. like if you were to go up into an upper elevation of like 12,000, 13,000 feet, even from where you're used to now, yeah. you'd get winded. Until you got used to I it. Go Let alone stairs, I get winded. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, thirty-seven feet. But um, you know, Not but like that. going up there, it's a it's a bigger feat than you think, and it's fewer people in the world have done it than also you would guess. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot more than have not made it, but I think still. that if you get a really good VR camera up there, that should be the end of it. A like, just get a real, yeah. a real high def 4K 360 camera up top and then have mm-hmm. everybody put the helmet on. Yep. You can have it at the Smithsonian, Whoa. have it at every museum, like you pop the, the helmet on. a VR on, flag in your hand no, of absolutely. your favorite country. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think there is a VR Everest thing. Yeah, probably. Okay, good. There I you mean, go. if we yeah. can watch an Osprey Let's go eat, there now. and grow up, we can watch Well, I just, I just downloaded... And we the Titanic and the moon landing in VR. <laughs> like, I can, I can like go on the submersible thing around the Titanic sunk on the ocean oh, floor. Can you like poke people and stuff? Or is it just like, what's no the guy bodies, that, what's the guy no that, bodies, that funded no all bodies, that? Um, James Cameron, James Cameron. Was it his edition of that? <laughs> <laughs> there's a Navi in here. Why yeah. is there a Navi in here? <laughs> yeah. And then there's it's a guest appearance weird. by the abyss alien thing. Shows oh, up that'd be the, amazing. The that was actually really good. Yeah. The abyss yeah. is a great movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the, Every time I go to say something, you keep talking. <laughs> yeah. Happy first ish of January. First ish. <laughs> Taking our first ish of January. It's almost the first ish, <laughs> ish? and, yeah, first and ish it's of... the first ish. Yeah. That like double worked. <laughs> well, welcome to our first ish of the year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and here we are in yep. the middle. Right in the smack dab in the middle ish. Hades, yes. 
Did you get Christmas money? <laughs> I got Christmas money. Did you really? And I don't know what to do with some of it. So hmm. I, if I weren't me, sitting on the merchandise, could have gone to lookwhatidid.net oh, and bought myself an awesome two-headed Hydra t-shirt. Right. Uh, yeah. What better way to say I love you yeah. than a sticker or a t-shirt? For yourself. For yourself. <laughs> new year, new love for you. Right. Self. Right. Yourself. Yourself. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, that's a thing you could do. But also at lookwhatidid.net, there are photos, like, uh, somebody mentioned this, of, like, it'd be cool to have, like, a... Like, I agree. Like, every photo from yes. every guest. And that's something definitely worth looking at, Heather. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a huge triptych. But... <laughs> doable before we collate this thing of a mm -hmm. photograph of every person we've interviewed last year you could just go to look what i did.net and click on the gallery of past guests oh, and see almost all the people we interviewed last almost year almost everyone in their well. spots or here at daniel's spot it's there's so many good images that wrap up and show people in their environment so yeah i mean there's stuff to click it's around amazing. on like you want to put a face to the name in the show there's a little bio about me and Aaron and Heather at the bottom. Right. If you've ever wondered what the face is behind the radio and why we don't do TV. Right. <laughs> Thank goodness this isn't a, a viewed. But there's merchandise. <laughs> there's the photo gallery. There, uh, the list of all the patrons that support right, the show. Right. Absolutely worth you. Like you, can you should listen, just see that too. You can listen at your desk too. That's the true. Yeah. At the website. If you can't yeah. have your phone or whatever. Yeah. Do that. So anyway, look what I did.net. Check it out. Be sure to check out thevoicepress.com as well. Um, there's some amazing shows there. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think we'll probably add one or two this year as well. Yeah. That'll be a little bit different. and um, Finely curated? Well, there'll be something. They'll be curated. No. Well, <laughs> they'll be finally right. curated. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, then, and we have some really cool stuff lined up. So we've already oh, yeah. actually done uh, an interview for this year last week, right? So true, there's already true. some stuff in the can. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, big things coming up. And once again, thank you, Mr. Will, for our awesome-ish music. It may, every time it comes on, I smile. Yep. Every time I lit, that's, yes, good stuff. Thank you, Will. All right, and let's go back to Get it. Get back at it. Um, <laughs> we we had you here for a creative thing. So hello, making yeah. beer. Yeah, what's the process of that? Oh, um, I mean, it's it's you know, it's at its heart, it's incredibly simple. You're taking a living organism and you're feeding it sugar, and then its bioprocesses result in both the alcohol and, um, in some cases, the carbonation. Um, but uh, so you don't really want to keep those gases around in the same way that you wouldn't like trap a burp, right? Um, and use that to, to carbonate your beer. Um, Gross. But uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and that's the thing. It's um, it's one of my little um, side projects that I'd like to within the industry is I'd like to get the Arkansas State Legislature to recognize that we're farmers. You know, we're taking a living organism and feeding it a municipal water source and then harvesting its byproducts and selling them to the good people huh. of Arkansas. Like, um, am I describing a cow or am I describing the yeast that we're pitching in? You know, we're farmers. Um, and it's it's simple like that. And then from there on, it's 
whatever you want. And so you're feeding it grains more than likely. Um, some breweries use corn, but you're just getting those good viable sugars. And then the yeast is eating it over a process, depending on the kinds of yeast that you're using and the kinds of ingredients that you've got those sit. So you essentially make like, like an oatmeal tea Mm -hmm. and then uh, it's very warm and it's very grain. And then you take that liquid and you put it into a fermenter and you've, you know, you've filtered off the, the oatmeal bit, like you've right. taken the oatmeal water and you've put it in the fermenter and you've added the yeast there. And then the yeast just does its thing because you've got it at a specific temperature. And then you can take it from the fermenter and you put it in what's called a bright tank because you essentially, um, you have to get the beer cold very fast to make the yeast stop doing what they're doing. Right. Um, and then from there you carbonate it. And then it's off and away and you can do, you know, the, the kegs are straight to the tap or bottles or whatever you're doing. So that's, that's it's a, it, it's very, the process itself is incredibly simple, but it's, there's an infinite amount of variety. It was It's really nuanced though. And that's what, yeah. that, that I think to me was more of the question of like, so you guys decide to get into making beer. Yes. Which I feel like if you're going to do that, you probably need a point of view on what you want to bring to market. Right. Yeah. Cause you don't want to make just a copy of a thing you want right. to, you want to introduce something that feels fresh and new. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Um, but my understanding is that it feels like it takes a while to make, because first of all, you're probably not doing it on this massive scale when you're just testing different flavors. Right. Yeah. I mean, you'll, it, it costs once, once you get to some of those costs, like to do the full, uh, it depends on the size of the fermenter, you know, right. there's, there's, it, it ranges all the, we've got 10 barrels. But I mean, did you guys buy that? You didn't buy the giant equipment before you had some idea of like a flavor, or did you buy the giant equipment just like we're going to figure this out? We, yeah, kind of. <laughs> wow. We had um, my partner Sammy had been the assistant brewer at Hog House um, for a long time, and uh, he had experience for like full scale brewing. We had also done um, home brewing, and we're very close with. Um, uh, Andy Sparks from the uh, homebrew, the original owner of the homebrew shop here okay. in town. Yeah, um, and so we we were in the culture as it so were. you guys knew stuff and going also, in. Yeah, and and Sammy and I had been bartenders for a long time, and um, our partner Joe had been a chef for a long time, and and so we had that. And then first and foremost, we knew that we were going to hire a brewmaster whose job it was is right. to make those those recipes, and we've gone through a couple. Um, and, uh, they've, they've each brought their own kind of style and very literally flavor to the, Mm -hmm. to the company. Um, and it's, it's been really cool to see where we are now than we were six years ago. Is there something that makes like an apple blossom be like sort of your signature? Yeah. Like a signature thing to it. Cause you, I feel like if I want, uh, I kind of expect a certain type of beer from different mm-hmm. breweries, right? Yeah. Like they're going to kind of produce this style of thing. Yeah. Um, what's the signature of Apple Blossom's beer? You know, we've got um, a pretty wide variety. Um, that's been something from the beginning. We wanted to have a few of the kind of rock solid staples and then just explore. And there's a ton of recipes that we aren't making anymore. And some um, were, were sad that have kind of left by the wayside, but they were too expensive or they're too expensive now. And Mm -hmm. for various reasons. Um, But you know, there's a few of the recipes that are still on tap that have been the whole time. The Fayette vice 
um, is one that we had to have because that was a we go-to were, for me. Well, because we're a restaurant, yep. Um, yep. and you know, you've got more people than don't come in that drink Coors Light or whatever, right. you know, whatever macro um, that they're, and, and you've got to have something for them. And then also we wanted to be on the trail system. We wanted to be a destination for very active and athletic families and individuals. And so it's a 90 calorie beer. Like, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's very light on ingredients, but then it's, um, it makes for a very easy to drink beer that you have to have if mm-hmm. you're going to be a restaurant. Um, and then the ginger, the soulless ginger um, that I mentioned before is our ginger ale. Um, we're, we're putting 10 pounds of fresh ginger in every batch. Wow. Um, yeah. It's a lot. And you can really, ginger. you don't get that. Like the, the, the staff and we warn people at festivals, like you have to like ginger mm-hmm. for this. It's not going to be just kind of, a, but it, it's surprisingly good with fish, with um, like sushi and stuff. It's really, it's a really great beer. And those have been with us since the beginning. Um, right now, just as an example, our last brewmaster, Brian Youngblood, uh, who's now back in California, uh, he got our orange wheat up and running and that is by far the juggernaut. Um, it's very popular. Um, it's, uh, you know, we wanted to, to do our own approach to that, that nice orangey unfiltered mm-hmm. wheat. That's so very popular and mm-hmm. kind of claim the style as our own at the same time. And we did exactly that and had a logo by Joel from art ventures. Yeah, and, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it, that's a real special one, very close to our hearts. But then one of the beers, well, two of the beers that I brought this evening, I brought the Berliner Weiss and the Brute IPA are, the Berliner is a very standard style. I mean, it's named after a very large city. <laughs> um, but the Brute IPA is one of the more experimental varieties right mm-hmm. now and is fascinating to me because it's um, it's an IPA that has zero IBUs and that's the standard, the, uh, the international bittering unit. Um, and that's the standard of like how kind of throat punch that and, and America's, uh, you know, Americans love that, that high IBU. It actually has zero IBUs, but tastes very much of hops because we don't put the hops in at the bittering part. Um, and it probably won't even be called an IPA in the next five to 10 years. It'll be its own style. And you can't point to anything like that in the industry right now. It's very, you know, the the process is simple and it's infinite but like there's you know almost 200 there's i think there's 300 categories at the gabf that's crazy for styles of beer and and experimental is one of those 300 (laughs) so it branches out from there so like you know there's there's so many different things envelopes that are being pushed in the industry it's a lot of fun to see so going back to the what is the like the time wise like from start to finish for let's say just a, a, a beer for a beer. Oh yeah. Um, it depends on the yeast. Uh, so if you have an ale yeast, that's a more robust one that can get the job done quicker okay. uh, at a higher temperature. And then you have lager yeast and that takes a lower temperature. And so just more complicated equipment because mm-hmm. you want it just at room temperature, um, for, for ease of brewing, but something like the Fayette vice, um, can be done in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. But then for um, more your more robust beers and certainly high alcohol because um, obviously the longer you let the yeast eat, the more alcohol is going to be in the final product. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, sometimes they can take 30 days. Um, wow. And then you take them from there sometimes and do barrel aging and things like that or cellaring, which is just a fancy term for putting it in some sort of vessel and sticking it in the fridge. Um, and, and it's an amazing process that's mm-hmm. different in its own right than barrel aging because barrel aging is done at room temperature. So... There's a lot of different things you can do even after you've completely crashed the yeast out. Man, 
Yeah. What do you think caused the microbrewery kickoff? Because it seems like there was just this moment where all of a sudden it blew up. Yeah. I think that it was part... I, I definitely think you can blame hipsters for this um, in, in a great way. Um, this is one of those things where it's as DIY as it can be. That homebrewing thing leads to the neighborhood nanos. And certainly, um, n- you know, once there's larger scale breweries in the state, then more drinking establishments, just more bars in general can right. have those beers on. And so it's just part of your life. Now they're in the grocery store. And instead of picking up a macro 12 pack, you can pick up one from the guys that are down the street or right. like, you know, a city away or whatnot. It's just, it's getting it, it's getting it out there from the large scale side. Hmm. And then it's, it's about homebrewing, but it would I mean the, the industry itself was literally birthed from homebrewing. Right. Um, so that you, you see so much of that in that, like, I'm going to, I'm going to craft this on my own and share it with my friends. Like there's mm-hmm. something very, um, thankfully very modern about it, you know, that, that it's about that kind of community aspect to it and the frugality of it. I'm going to make this. So I've got a case of beer that I don't have to buy. Yeah, you know, but is it really cheaper? Most things we make ourselves isn't cheaper up front. We talk about this a lot, <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm gonna make a picture frame nine hundred dollars later. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all these nice things I have to use the, on the one. Right. So thankfully, there's in a lot of communities, there's a huge amount of homebrew support. Mm-hmm. Um, be it you know your your individual community or stores and things like that that will do rents or you know once you get into the community, you have people that will absolutely share their equipment. And right. the biggest thing. In all the industry, it's once you get from the home side, once you get sanitation taken care of, like you've got the rest of it. The rest of it's, you know, a a little easier to deal with. But if you're putting everything into a a sanitary vessel and you've got a good spot for it, then everything should be able to just sort of do what it needs to do. Well, just like anything, I'm sure once you get into it, you find other people that are into it that you had no idea. Well, and the the homebrewing community is so rock solid. I mean, there's there's three different ones in Northwest Arkansas. There's at least two, mm-hmm. the flops and the, the Zymergists. That's just in the, the huh. corridor. I mean, of, of homebrew communities, the, the, uh, uh, the, Oh shoot. What are their names? The, the, the one, the, the, the group in Little Rock, I've, I've forgotten its name right now does the, the Rocktoberfest every year at the fairgrounds. I mean, mm. it's a huge deal. With a ton of beer there, a lot of it home brewed. So yeah, that's it's crazy. That's cool. It's kind a of a show. It's beer. like a car show for beers. Absolutely. Sort of a thing. Yeah. That's awesome. I There's a making... podcast about it. Yeah. Yeah. Homebrewing Radio. Homebrew Radio. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. With James Spencer. He's been yep. going for He's a long from, time. Oh, too. man. Same yeah, town he, I live he, in. Yeah. He got that started through Andy's shop. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. James is a font of information. Yeah. Such a cool dude. When when we started, I was looking for other local podcasts to kind of like, who can I collaborate right. with or meet or learn from or ask yeah. questions? His was the one that I could find that had been established for a long it's time. Huge. Like, Dude, like been, it's yeah. a, like an international podcast. Yeah. Like a yeah. ton of people. Do yeah. That. It's yeah. It, I mean, we don't awesome. see each other's numbers, but based on the metrics that I can see, it was like, this guy has a big show. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been going for yep. a long, long time. It sounds good too. It's, yeah. it's yeah. good. Yeah. He, he's I've very, listened to it. He does a good show. Yeah, he does. Yeah. That's, yeah. I tried making beer once Uh-oh. and then I forgot. So I went back to said closet sometime later and decided just to throw it away because I didn't know what was going <laughs> to well, happen. Salad dressing, at least, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> something. Yeah, so just I was like, mix yeah, a little tarragon in there, and you've got yourself a dressing. <laughs> gonna, yeah. Might as well have been on that steamboat up That's, in Missouri. So, oh, right. oh yeah, the Arabia. Oh, yeah, the Arabia. Have wow. you seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a that was a dark turn. 
In Kansas City? Well, yeah. it had been gone for so long. <laughs> nobody, no. nobody died. Like buried. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, On the Arabian, nobody died. Everybody made it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the goods that had yeah, been saved. But and if you've it. been anyway. to the museum up there, it's always preserved. Like 150 year olds. The Smithsonian comes and looks at stuff because it's changing how we view manufacturing and culture in like the 1850s because things that we like we didn't think there were rubber soled shoes and they have rubber soled shoes on this boat and just yeah it's crazy the jewelry is unbelievably beautiful it's really cool and it was it was going to open all these general stores so it's just it was cram packed hundreds probably a hundred tons or whatever of everything doorknobs tools clothes clothes going to open mm-hmm. general stores and it's got everything <laughs> wow. it has like whiskey barrels that were still preserved yeah, yeah it's crazy that's awesome it's really cool one of the first the first episode that ever came out with doug cotton he was talking about it and i ended up being there a couple months later and i was like i have to go check and it was yeah. really yeah. really neat it was that's super, super cool. it's a pretty sweet uh group text I'd gotten like a bunch of pictures from that from Daniel. I was like, <laughs> here's me taking photos. Someone of has to thing. stay in favor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you were there. Working, trapes but, off and get right. some fancy was pictures. No, you I went up there to for see work? a show. Oh, see, really? Uh, Death Cab for Cutie. Oh, yeah. oh. I thought you were working. Yeah, Someone's out lollygagging around. I'm almost always uh. lollygagging. <laughs> I'm doing something. Doing something lollygaggerly. Uh... <laughs> Molly Gaggish. Take that out too. <laughs> that one too. Uh, <laughs> oh dang. So Cute. so like you've had you have these four businesses, right? Yeah. And then what's next? Like where do we go from here? I want to just go to sleep. I'm so tired. I feel like four businesses. <laughs> I mean, one business, because I've worked for people that own their own businesses, and one business is a lot. Yeah. Um a podcast mm. is a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I'm exhausted uh, right now. Yeah, right. I know yeah. we've really worn you out. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I did. I ran here. I yeah, did. I, I mean, I literally, said that, he said uh, ten minutes away. You were vibrant. That's like a at twenty like minute 30 run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just starting to slip into bed. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so four has to be. Yeah, it's a ton. Just insane. Yeah, I mean, you even said the other day that you were up at like seven in the morning or something. Delivering oh well, yeah. Things, but um, I get yeah, children I mean, to get me up earlier than that, though. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's funny. What it, what is because you've continued to open businesses that are still kind of a spin on a thing, right? Like you have the tap yeah. room and smoke and barrel. Yeah. Um, is it is there a plan to continue doing that, or is it to just like kind of reach capacity with these businesses and then slowly maybe step back a little and and engage in the podcast world? Or <laughs> oh yeah, I mean from the personal, that's a whole other thing. Um, but for business side, I I think that what we've done at Prairie is mm-hmm. going to be if and when we replicate will be that one. What what's um, the idea of like a small neighborhood bar on the trail system with a food truck adjacent. Oh, okay. Um, it, yeah. it covers all the ground that you need to. Um, you get a lot um, of a variety to the customers and whatnot. So that's, that one's been, um, that's the most recent one. And so that kind of makes sense that we've sort of, you know, learned from our, our mistakes and missteps and whatnot. Um, and, and gotten to there. I could see us doing that um, again, but right now I, we, we, we just want to. At capacity. We on just the, want to sit down. The, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys, because I really thought some of those businesses have been around longer. You guys have done a lot in, yeah, in, in an 11-year period of time. That's yeah. a ton. It's not just running it. You had to mm-hmm. develop, create, yeah. build, yeah. Or execute, whatever, yeah. you know, execute yeah. all those things. It's been, uh, it's been quite an adventure. But to, I mean, 
the 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 way that that's done, the way that that's successfully managed is that you have rock solid crews at each of the locations. Yeah. That's that's the yeah. business honest answer. I mean, there's there are people, thankfully, um, especially at the barrel. There, I mean, there there are people that have been with us for half a decade. Yeah, um, and and we we rely on them as much as they rely on us. Um, it's all about good management. Oh, it has and to it, be. I talk to people all the time that want to open businesses. And yeah. I'm just like, are you willing to pay somebody to run it? Because yeah. yeah. Or are you willing to just put a cot in the back and live there? Right. Like most people you know, aren't is the thing, yeah. right? Like it's like, Oh, I'm going to open yeah. this thing and it'll, you know, kind of do well, it. You know, and, and that's the thing that I tell people is that like, you may want a pony, but you're not getting it. You know, like <laughs> you, you are going to be expe- like, th- you know, the manager is sick and there's no other manager. Well, you're a manager. Mm-hmm. Like, uh-huh. you, you know, the guy that washes the dishes in, is in jail. Like, well, you wash dishes now. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what you want. Like the, mm-hmm. the door is going to say open, the public's going to come in and mm-hmm. then we start taking the money. Yep. Yeah. Well, and, if you want the money, yeah, you, I mean, have to, it, you have to order, show up yeah and so that's that's the biggest thing that i tell people is it's like you can have your laundry list of like things you will and will won't do but you will do everything everything yeah. mm-hmm. but there's was, not a trash can you won't have redone there's not a <laughs> toilet you won't have scrubbed or been elbow deep in by the time one year passes you will do everything at that place i was at a business establishment the other day and some people were talking about the owner and it, right but it was at a U-Haul. So they were talking okay. about the person that owns okay. U-Haul and just the yeah. way they, they were like, he's probably on a beach somewhere just enjoying life, whatever, which maybe the original founder, maybe totally. if he sold it off or yeah, whatever. Tony right? mm-hmm. Yeah. Tony U-Haul. Yeah. Tony <laughs> Ignatius well, I mean, U-Haul. The yeah. guy who sold the business for a couple hundred million or whatever, right. that guy, maybe the guy running the business at I the don't top, know, man, you rent a U-Haul. I don't, have you rented a U-Haul? Not again. I did once. That was awesome. I won't. Well, we're, that's we're right. Not. Anyway, I had to on Monday. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no offense. point being, I don't think people understand what CEOs do. And uh, I'm not like, but if you're actually running a business, this idea that you're somehow not working and you're just raking it all. Because they were like, well, he makes X amount oh, of money yeah, a year. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. that guy is working 20 hours a day, yeah, yeah, yeah. six mm-hmm. or seven days. The CEO of the company I work for is non-stop. Oh, yeah. I don't know yeah, when that yeah. person isn't moving. And I mean related to the business, yeah. not like – And so yeah. I think we just – like we've gotten this idea that like you get to some weird level where you don't have to work anymore. And yeah. for a very small percentage of people, that's true. But I think mm-hmm. just opening your own restaurant or a donut shop or whatever mm-hmm. is not – it's tough. It's, well, that's the part that everyone... It's, gonna, it's not going to get you there in five years, right? Like, oh, yeah. To, no, it's a labor of love. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's I mean, the, we, we had that weird perception. Um, I mean, with the, even within a year of having the smoke and barrel, you know, we opened that bar for $25,000. Oh, wow. It was nothing. Yeah, or yeah. Think, yeah comparatively. And, and you know, before a year's even up, people are like, we get, you own a bar. You guys got to be millionaires by now. I'm like, do you, how much do you, do you we're, we're charging $3 for the well drink. Like, what do you think <laughs> is going on else? Do you know what my doing? rent is? Like, yeah, exactly. But these are dollar PBRs. <laughs> yeah, Y'all are four well right? drinks like, this hour. Yeah, well, I mean, that's fine. Even if we're cranking them out, it's only three bucks a pop. Right. Like, you know, like how yep. much do you think? Literally, like math doesn't work that way. You can't make that many drinks what? in Addition by seconds. subtraction? What? Right. Yeah, you line them up and we're going to make 100 <laughs> at a time, you know? 
we've only got six hours to do this, you know? <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So, we, we, yeah, we've heard that forever. And then also, we, I was just talking about this today. I was working a, um, a bartending shift at Prairie and was talking about how people are always like... Um, Oh, you know, you work in a, you own a brewery, man. It must be just like a nonstop part. It's the same guy that I was in college. It's that same yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. You must be. <laughs> same guy. It's that man. guy. He's yeah, just been hanging out all the time at the brewery. And I'm like, you have no idea how much stuff in that brew house will kill you. Like, <laughs> you know, you know how sanitized we have to take this stuff. Right. You know the chemicals we have to buy in bulk to Jeez. do that. You know, like there's. Um, Speaking of Ian, Ian worked super hard. Who was on, not this guy? No, 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 no. Ian does have a super big voice, though. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, he and I were both, um, we used to, well, we still do events for the Brewers Guild, and we both um, are kind of the cold beer bellowers um, when we're together. But um, uh, Ian started our first two Arkansas Brewers Guild conferences. And worked super hard, and they're technical conferences. Like you're going to learn how to be a better brewer. And right. One of the highlights is that you get somebody from the Brewers Association to come. It's the national lobbyist organization, but it's just this huge educational resource. Like any manual or tip and trick you need to brew beer, the Brewers Association has it. Mm. And then they throw GABF every year, you know, out in, out right. in Denver. Um, and. Uh, the first year we, the first year, the very first year, the very first presenter that morning, it was like 9 a.m., the Little Rock Fairgrounds, and this guy comes in and he's a barley expert. And he proceeds to deliver this fire and brimstone presentation about how barley's gonna die because the planet's gonna burn. And like, we're all sitting there, like, with our little notepads, like, ready to take, I'm gonna take my beer notes. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, doom! Like, you're coming in. And we were, I mean, our hair was blown back by this thing. And then thankfully, there were some kids that were involved with like the university's, um, you know, bioengineering program. And so there's like, we're, we're working on barley that we can grow in Arkansas. And like, it kind of got them onto a safe room, talked them off right, the ledge. Right. You know, um, and then the second year, it was sanitation. It was like cleaning procedures and stuff, which is a whole department. In yeah, yeah. I bet. And the guy, I'll never forget this. Has it? It might not be the direct quote, but it'll never leave my mind. The guy was like, "I have seen skin slough off a man's leg like a paper towel." Because he was asking, like, oh. "How many of you guys brew in shorts?" And we're like, "It's Arkansas, yeah, we brew in shorts." Mm. Like, and I mean, he he freaked out on us because it is it's some super scary chemicals you're taking these yeah. massive stainless steel tanks and you're getting the yeast out of them so that that yeast doesn't make that beer uh. taste you have to clean them within an inch of their life and then you have to sanitize them and then you're using caustic and you're using these incredible like I mean like there's a there's a one of those blind eye wash things that you saw in chemistry we got mm -hmm. one in the brewery right by the walk-in like you have to yeah. you know it's a it, that's the thing that nobody under the, the lifetime party man gonna own that brewery <laughs> no dude like, like, have you seen I, Breaking every, Bad? Every time <laughs> I keep thinking of Breaking Bad. Every yeah. time someone gives it to me, all I hear is that I have a scream. Hello, like wow, been bellowing in the back of my head. Like you have no idea. Yeah, I mean that I. It takes work. At the end of the day, yeah. I think anybody we've ever talked to on the show, what to get to a level where you're doing it for more than your family at Christmas time. Oh yeah. It takes work and it takes some oh, serious yeah. dedication. Well, and it's and the time. thing, the thing whenever, um, 
people ask me like what what's next for Arkansas beer and whatnot is or like if there's a bubble or any nonsense like that but um it's it's a matter of nailing down consistent product mm-hmm. because that's the thing like that even if you're going beyond the macros even something like you know, Lagunitas or something like that like the thing that you have to be able to do is present the same product at any location 24 hours a day 7 days a week mm-hmm. and that takes a a tremendous amount of math and chemistry yeah, and physics if we were well, making it big enough, you and, know, like fluid dynamics and stuff. You have to work like people with mega degrees in to do this. And Arkansas is at that forefront where we're, you have a lot of consistent product in Arkansas, but that's what's going to keep the industry moving forward. I mean, doesn't climate and temperature and stuff affect the... The water table, the room you're in, atmospheric well, yeast, all of it. When Jeez. I was at the Guinness factory, they were... To, like to be a certified Guinness tap room mm-hmm. or whatever, I think you legitimately have to have a certain kind of system oh, to yeah, actually yeah, be yeah. an official, like with the harp on it. Uh, maybe, in, maybe, or whatever. maybe in Ireland. It may just be in Ireland, but yeah, but I mean, it's an, um, it's on, it's, it's different. It's a different gas. So right. it's on nitro. Well, that's nitro yeah, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. for Guinness. So but, the tap is kind of, it's specific thing, but like lots of beers are on nitro. We've, yeah. we, you know, we put the coffee stout on and things like that. It, Makes little bubbles, but That's they made the, a. I mean, yeah. they made a big deal about like, no, this pub is not actually serving you like a real pint of. I mean, it's Guinness, sure. But yeah. It's not to and it doesn't their have the standard the, of. Yeah. yeah, and so it doesn't have the little orange heart. Like they can't put the shamrock on the foam. Oh. Like, yeah. Okay. Did you know that uh, the Irish harp on the flag is a reverse of the Guinness because Guinness was there before Ireland was its own country or whatever, sure. and so they just stole the Guinness harp <laughs> and flipped it and put it on the flag. Like, they stole like the JPEG. <laughs> <laughs> The, the yeah, 16, I'm going to copy and paste the 1650 JPEG and rotate and all right, we're done, lads. <laughs> yep. That's it. We did it. Thanks, Betsy Ross. Back Time to, to drink. The US. Yeah. Uh, oh, that needs to be a drunk history, like, dude. Yeah. I'm sure. How is it not right? And <laughs> Control C and we're done. For, I don't. He's not. He's, they're not from Liverpool. I can only do the Beatles. That's yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you, the you were Beatles talking, stole the heart the and flipped it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I don't listen to them anymore. <laughs> I'm totally joking. Um, okay, so Aaron's going to start. A, a sentence and you finish it with whatever comes mm-hmm. to mind. No so, wrong answers. Yeah, yeah, it's a mad look. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I wish I could. Noun. No. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a mad lip, I'm going to say an adjective that. here in just a second. <laughs> <laughs> okay, start over. <laughs> well, I wanted, That's an expletive, I wanted, actually. I don't I think wanted, it's an well, adjective at all. I, I'm going to. <laughs> I wanted, describe what I. <laughs> I wanted to throw a, a curveball that he wasn't expecting. Yeah. All right. Oh. <laughs> Give it that to me. was good, Daniel. Right? Okay. Now, curveball. Mm-hmm. One more time with feeling. I wish I could. Um, find the time. Hmm. Father time. Find the time. Find the time. Father time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to have to give you my Christmas carol yeah, radio play. <laughs> oh my gosh. Scrooge. I just missed something here. Ring a late. <laughs> Please, sir, may I have some more? <laughs> Look What I Did is produced by Aaron Dotson and Daniel Quinn. Sound designed by Daniel Quinn. Our digital director is Heather Hill. 